Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. What you're about to listen to is an interview with Tristan Phipps of the Challenge World Championship. We had a great conversation with Tristan. He went into a number of different areas, talked about the biggest differences between the Challenge UK, the Challenge World Championship, what it was like to be partners with Kellyanne, everything that went into the Johnny and Justine move that they were able to pull off within the last few weeks. We had a great time talking to him. If you would like to listen to the recaps that we do of the Challenge World Championship, they're not publicly available. You can go to patreon.com slash the Challenge Chronicles and subscribe for $4 per month. It would be great uh, to get your support. That's how we kind of keep everything running and afloat. And with that, enjoy the interview. So Rod asked you about if you uh, how you have time to fit in your training regimen, despite like all the other things that you're doing and how busy you are. So like, what are you doing from a training perspective? I guess one, what are you doing from a training perspective? And two, how did you train for the show going into it? That, yeah, so that's that's a great point. So I, I mean, I've so historically I changed. So I've I've used to do a lot of endurance stuff. So I've done marathons, long bike um, bike rides, that kind of stuff. Um, I went from I used to be a semi professional rugby player um, when I was just coming out of school so I was I was very good at rugby then I had a car crash so I actually fractured one of the uh, vertebrae in my spine so I had to uh, I had to stop I couldn't play anymore um and then I transitioned into kind of doing endurance stuff and then just before I started doing the challenge again in the two three months in the lead up to it um I started kind of put some size on I've done some boxing in the past um which I absolutely loved so that was like the next from rugby it went to boxing that was like the next sport which I really got my teeth into um and now it's kind of like general preparedness for life training i like to do a bit of everything yeah. i want to be able to do anything and i feel like that's what the, in terms of the training for the challenge bearing in mind if i'm being perfectly honest with you before i did the uk challenge i hadn't really watched much of the show itself okay i'm now a massive fan of it um from being on it and then and seeing how amazing it is but you can't really train for it like i didn't have a clue what would be coming my way and in hindsight i think they should do uh, the next prospect i feel should be like challenge training where you have to do mental training with physical training i think that as a combination is is so interesting um but i i didn't know what to do in the lead up to it i uh i kind of just i was running a lot i knew there'd be a lot of running um but the other stuff like you, you can't train until you get there really you've got no idea so just general preparedness for everything was what i was going for did you yeah it's, it's funny oh, go, go ahead Devin. well i was gonna ask you i was if, gonna i was gonna ask if you did any like puzzles math or memory because it seems like at this point in yeah. time in the show it's running and puzzles math and memory like if you can be good at those two things you're going to go really far in the show um yeah i guess after going through a couple seasons now is there anything that you would train differently or anything that you would kind of like prepare for going into another season now that you experienced think, a couple yeah i think so i i love puzzles and that, and that kind of stuff anyway so i i really i think what i love about the challenge is it's the perfect all-rounders game like if you excel in one, when we had in the Challenge UK, we had some amazing athletes on there, and and also the World Championships, some amazing athletes. Um, but I felt like they didn't really have, they kind of expected their athleticism to carry them through the competition, uh, and I think they kind of stumbled on some of the more puzzle orientated challenges. Um, so that is something that I felt, you know, I feel like I'm a good all rounder and I'm good at everything, um, average at everything, put it, away, put it that way. Um, but one thing I would definitely brush up on is is the politics game for me i think that's really where i initially in the first one lacked i kind of went in a bit naive um maybe i'm, I'm to be honest i'm a bit of an introvert as a person uh i don't like to kind of make a big song and dance about 
my athleticism or, or what I'm good at. And I felt like on the UK one particularly, I I should I should have learned quicker to kind of create those alliances and and to, to be more switched on when it came to politics. Um, and that's definitely something I've seen into, into the World Championship. So going into the into the if I was to do another series again, which I'd absolutely love to do, that would definitely be something I'd focus on. Is uh, getting my head around that. Yeah, it's funny. They've had a lot of these challenge workout videos the show has put out, and it's always like, you know, people lifting weights, uh, a lot of push-ups, a lot of bicep curls. I'm like, what these people should be doing is having their phone out on an app, just doing puzzles for half this and then doing the workout, because that's really what the show is about. Literally, yeah. That's what I mean. It would be a great gym routine if someone made that. I'd definitely do it. Do 100 push-ups, uh-huh. a Sudoku, and then a 10-mile run. Great. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because my that's why my workout has kind of turned into accidentally. I have this app Elevate on my phone now, which is just like a bunch of different puzzles and math memory apps. So what I do now is I, I do a one. set of a yeah. workout and then I go to and then I do the thing on the app and then I go back into the workout again. So I've kind of just accidentally fell into that. Um, it's funny you mentioned the politics though, because I mean on your UK show you were able you didn't go into elimination at all that season and you didn't actually win a mission up until winning the final. Um, yeah. So from my perspective, it seemed like you felt like you were in pretty good standing in the house. Did you not feel that way while you were there? I think in terms of now, I didn't go out of my way to try and secure my position there. I think, if I'm okay. being perfectly honest with you, I think I was lucky in the first one in the sense that we there was an algorithm and the partners changed. And I think I was kind of friendly with everybody. Obviously, you know, I had a couple of uh, conflicts in there and people wound me up a little bit, as is always going to happen when you're in that environment with people for so long. Um, but it's definitely something that I wanted to work on more going to the World Championship. So I felt like I wasn't really in the driving seat. I was more reacting to what was going on around me. Um, and just trying to kind of figure out where I stood. My game plan was to be be honest, to play a kind of transparent and, and honest game from the beginning and just do well in the challenges. Um, and I felt like I only really managed to kind of get into my flow on the final and then smokes everyone, obviously. Um, so, <laughs> but like, it's definitely something that I, in hindsight, to be more all-rounded challenger, I think would be an area I'd want to improve on. How would you try to practice that? Though? That feels like between, obviously, puzzles and you know, strength training or endurance, that's very easy to accomplish. But practicing politics is quite difficult for me. I think it's, yeah, you probably wouldn't practice it. You just, you'd make more of a conscious effort to, you know, have the conversations that need to be had, probably approach people in a more forthcoming way. Because as much as it's kind of like we're there for a long time, it happens quickly. You know, we get back from a challenge, we've got an hour and then mm-hmm. we're doing nominations. And I think that hour is like key that you have everything sorted up until that point. Oh, wow. And I think uh, Kellyanne and I, I've, at about episode three or four, I think it starts to change a little bit. I had a real rough time at the beginning of the World Champ. Like, it was, yeah. it was an uphill battle from day one. But I feel like I started to get my head around it. And, you know, the move with Bananas and Justine, like, that was something that we'd been planning for a while. I don't think the cameras picked up necessarily as much as I thought they would. But that was something I was like, listen, something's got to change now because I'm not going to be put in that elimination arena four weeks in a row. Like, I just, I hit the wall with that. I said, no, we, we can't do yeah, this anymore. Yeah, it, it's... Uh... It's funny, it's only an hour in between the mission and the nominations, really. So you guys really do have to move quickly then to get things going uh, in that time. Yeah, we, we get back. We get off the bus. You know, obviously, there's from finishing the challenge. When you finish the challenge, that's really the only time you know where you stand. Like, there's a winner, there's mm-hmm. a loser. And the people in the middle, which is really interesting in the World Championship, is the people who didn't win or lose who had the power. And that's where we fell, fell foul in, a, in certain situations. In the last episode, it's apparent because Kellyanne and I won, but we didn't have the, the voting powers. Um, so kind of and there's a few other times where one of us won one of us lost and we didn't have the numbers in the middle so yeah. that was a really interesting dynamic to put in there so was you there need a- to have people who are going to have your back when you're not there to encourage them to almost yeah was it was there ever any conversation about not winning 
the mission, right? So you could kind of like maintain those yeah. numbers in the middle, right? Because essentially the only thing that you really don't want to do is lose, right? You don't want to exactly. lose and, and be guaranteed to go into elimination, but winning really doesn't get you that much power this season. Really it kind of, especially no. when you get later into the game when there's fewer and fewer votes for the nomination. 100%. So that was actually, I think it was something that we, Kelly and I, didn't actually have the opportunity to get excited about because for us, it was like, if we don't lose, there's a high chance we're going to get voted because everyone's voting the same way at the moment. People are really lacking um, any sort of kind of panache and, and looking for like gameplay early on. So we were like, if we don't win, there's a high chance we're going in. So mm-hmm. our main objective was to win. I think some of the other bigger teams who had their numbers intact, like the US and Australia, that was definitely something that they were leaning into. Like, and I, to be honest, we're all super competitive and everybody wants to win. So as much as maybe they wouldn't have minded, you know, coming up, finishing in the middle because they had the numbers to back them up. I think everybody always wants to win, but they almost had an insurance policy knowing that they had numbers surrounding them throughout the competition so that if they did come in the middle, they'd probably still be able to direct the narrative. With with those Australian and US teams, a pretty dominant narrative earlier in the season was where Danny and Sarah making the waves with Emily and Grant to create that alliance between those two teams. And a couple people on the US team on the Legends side have said they were not aware that was going on. Do you guys not realize that the US and the Australian teams were working together? I think as, as soon as I realized that, I, I probably said about six words to Sarah in the whole competition. Um, so <laughs> you got you got to think of it like, which I'm not upset about. Um, if you're not having the conversation, there's probably been have about, had about you. That was kind yeah. of my thought process. So in the back of my head, I was like, I know what's going on here. And I think, and it, they kind of alluded to it in, in episode one, where Kiki got stitched up by Emily and, um, and Sarah. Like that yeah. had been planned before. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, all right, something's going on here. These guys, as much as they it's Australia and it's USA. There's definitely a bit of a crossover here and they're kind of working together. And so that became more and more clear as the competition progressed. But um, yeah, if you're not having a conversation with them, it's probably being had, had about you. So that's kind of like the mindset yeah. I had. So what do you what do you feel like the biggest storyline they the editors have not shown through this point in the season, through episode eight, right? That's the last episode that came on. You talked about how Kellyanne and you had been planning the Bananas and Justine move for a while uh before it actually happened do you feel like there are any other big storylines that um were going on in the house that just we haven't seen from a viewer's perspective um what have you seen i feel that i feel like there was a so we had this whole joke amongst um some of the lads in there it was it was troy ben uh who else was in there ben Hart, obviously but we kind of labeled ourselves misfit islands where as the nations kind of broke down and numbers were lost in certain places, we banded together. And I feel like maybe that's kind of shown a bit further on, but I think in the last few episodes, that really was the driving force between a lot of the decisions that were made. I know Ben's fallen out with Team USA, but we took, we took him aside and we were like, listen, you've got to make a choice now. Do you want to, do you want to roll with us or do you want to keep supporting a team that's not necessarily got your best interests at heart? Um, and we came up with this, yeah, the, the Misfit Island kind of catchphrase and, um, I felt like that was a really, we were in a really strong position there. Like that was a, a solid situation. And then sadly, obviously in the, in the latest episode, Ben gets medically disqualified, which was a real hammer blow. Teams get mixed up. Um, and that was, it was all back to the drawing board from there. And that's the thing about the challenge is like it changes so quickly. You could be set up, yeah. like, I'm riding, I'm riding this out now, we'll, we'll be in the final. And then next thing you know, it all goes to shit and, and you've got to, you've got to go back to the drawing board. So we, you talked about how Ben had to be medically evacuated last episode. We saw that you were in pretty rough shape. We saw that it seemed like, yeah, like, I mean, beyond rough shape, right? Uh, we saw that it seemed like you were pretty close to 
having to go home. How close were you to being like leaving the game uh, at that point in time? I mean, I'm as absolutely buggered. I've got to lie to you. I could get out of bed for about two days. I, I couldn't get out of bed. I was so lucky that I wasn't in the um, I wasn't in the nomination for the one before. So I could mm -hmm. kind of chill out for a day. But then that those two days, I was just like, if there's a challenge now, I am screwed. Uh, and then the morning of the challenge, when that scene was shot with Kellyanne and I, and she got a bit upset, understandably, my temperature was, I think, 39.8 degrees. Or, or, or it was centigrade, so I don't know what it is, Fahrenheit, you guys. Um, but it was high, so like, yeah, I think you can go to the challenge, or you can go to the, the doctors. Like, and I was like, I can't, I can't let Kellyanne down now. So I was... Thank God it was trivia, put it that way, because I think if I got there and it did anything stamina based or endurance or strength, I was like, I'd say like 20% of my capacity at that point. And I'd been really sick and I was getting worse. So luckily that took the pressure off me that it was trivia and only one, so I didn't have to worry. It basically, it was just kind of take it day by day and buy yourself an hour each time. Um, but if it had gone the other way, I don't know if I would have been able to do it. Like I was really, really sick. How much longer after that did it take for you to become fully recovered again? Like, were you ever really yeah, the same throughout the no, rest of the show or i don't think i was ever to be honest going into that competition i felt like i because there was there was only two weeks between the uk one um and between us going out so i felt i was on the back foot physically um and then after that i felt that i never really got you don't really get the, the chance to recover because you know mm -hmm. filming days are long you're on your feet all day you kind of you're doing whatever you're doing and i i never really felt like amazing after that but um we managed to put it together luckily so yeah, I mean, with go ahead, Rob. So with Ben, I mean, we didn't like get much of a narrative about him being sick before that episode, and he seemed to be in very rough shape as well. So was there just a sickness going on in the house that kind of everybody had at a certain time? Because like bananas has talked about being sick. Uh, your fellow countryman Nathan obviously got DQ'd for a sickness. So it was just yeah. kind of everybody sick at a certain point. Yeah, I think bananas definitely had it um, coming into the competition, and I don't know what it was, but it seems to it seems to get worse. A few it was. Amber obviously is transpired was pregnant. Um, so that's that was what her she had morning sickness, I think. But um me, Troy, and Ben were all in that same room that Nathan was medically disqualified from. Um so he left and then Ben took his or Troy took his bed and we were quite sick. Um but we definitely I think Ben obviously had the worst situation. Like he was really bad. We were really, really I mean, he was really talking, right? Oh yeah, but for like for quite a, a few days before that as well, he you know, it was changing his he had to change his sheets twice in the night because he sweated through them. Like he was really sick. We were really, oh, really worried about him. Um, and I think he had, turned out he had pneumonia in the lung or something like that. It was really oh, bad. Wow. Okay. Um, so he was sick, but it was him and I really who were battling it the most, I think. And then obviously, as soon as we started getting sick, everyone kind of we we kind of kept ourselves away as as much as possible from people. So well, I guess. So, so what is Troy doing then? So because we see the one scene where it's you're in one bed and Ben's in the other bed, and Troy goes and lays on right in between after half the house is gone. He can't go take somebody else's bed and not be in that room anymore. Yeah, I, I'm not. <laughs> I thought he, by that point he was like, I'm in now. Might as well ride this one out with the boys. I'm not sure what is. But he he managed to bounce back quite quickly. But he was definitely sick for a little while. There's there was oh, two days where okay. we were both we were both in bed together. Yeah, but um, not in bed together. That sounds strange. But uh, side by side, <laughs> sick in bed. Um, <laughs> He's obviously got that strong Aussie blood carrying through. Bounce back. So Tough old boy choice. We we saw that Amber B decides to give up her spot in the game for Casey at the mission in episode mm. eight. Was that a surprise to everyone at the mission, or was there some indication that that was going to happen uh, coming into the mission for episode eight? And I guess two, 
had the producers already planned out that they would kind of make Casey and Troy a partnership or was that something they had to decide at the mission? So that was, so actually Amber told myself and Kellyanne before we went to the challenge that she was going to drop out and she wanted to say that in the sense of, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to Troy, but I just want you to know that this is because we had a strong partnership at that point. We were working together. She's like, this is what's Mm going to happen. I was like, okay, shit, like let's go to the drawing board here. But she wanted to, I think she she was waiting to see if Ben was going to be brought in because we had no idea. We hadn't seen him for a couple of days. And I think if he had entered back into the game at that point, um, she wouldn't have pulled out. But I think she saw an opportunity um, that maybe because one partner from both teams had to be yeah. taken out, that they'd be able to, to do something about it. But So I think she waited um, and then production you know, decided that that was the right thing for them to continue because both their partners, it's not that they wanted to leave, they had to. Um, and I think they made that decision on the spot there, to be honest. Uh, and yeah, I think I, well, it obviously worked out for, for, for Casey and Troy, but didn't work out for our alliance in terms of like numbers and stuff. So it wasn't a positive thing for us. Who were you? You already talked about how you were really close with uh, Troy. Who were some of the other people that you were close with in the house? Uh, I'd say I was Kiki was probably my best mate in the house. Um, okay. <laughs> absolute absolute babe like really I think she was the most underrated player there in my eyes I think you know she, she's kind of coming into her own now but you know you judge a bit by his club obviously she's incredibly intelligent and physically capable and like was smashed and obviously won the the the, the Australia challenge um but I think she was really underrated from the from the get-go but she was just a great energy to have in the house as well like she took the kind of mother role and like you know make everyone breakfast and just light up the house which I think when you're spending that much time in an environment like that it's good to have people like that uh, and then, yeah, mm-hmm. Troy, Nathan, obviously, was one of my best mates, but he got medically disqualified at one. Uh, and then Ben, I was close to, um, and Ben Hart. Yeah, no. Keith... And out, out of the old boys, Jordan was like the guy I'd spend most of my time with. Okay. Uh, yeah, Kiki, we talked with her a few weeks ago, and she definitely kind of impressed us, kind of like giving like the her perspective behind the scenes of like what she was thinking about how she kind of like plays up like the ditzy yeah. role in being oblivious. Um and then I don't remember who told us about it, but someone was telling us about some like poker tournament that you guys had that yeah, she, ended she up winning. Yeah, everyone to yeah. get his money. <laughs> yeah, my money. I thought I was in the. I obviously did the same thing because Wes was Wes was leading the poker, and he's you know what Wes is like. He's self-proclaimed genius, which to be fair, he's quite a smart bloke. But um, yeah, Kiki swans in, buys in, takes everyone's money. I think she ended up winning a couple of hundred dollars in the end. Um, I was going to play with actual money. Yeah, yeah, we were actually playing with money. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, you've got to keep yourself entertained. But we we were only, I think it was like twice or three times the poker set was left in the house. So obviously it wasn't like a regular mm-hmm. thing, but it was a nice to have like a, a night where you can kind of almost switch off a little bit from the game and, and uh, get to know people, um, well, try to switch off from the game. But yeah, Kiki was, you know, she's, she's a smart cookie. She knows exactly what she's doing. And it, you know, people have underestimated in the past uh, and it's bitten them in the arse and it, and it will continue to do so in this, in this game. Yeah. So what was your what was your casting story like? How did you get involved with the challenge? Um, you were on Challenge UK. You were on this season. Um, like you said that you weren't very familiar with the show coming into it. So what was uh, that transition yeah. like? Yeah. So obviously, you know, the Challenge UK was the first ever challenge. Well, there's been cast members who have come from the UK before, and I've you know Nathan was was close with Roby and those kind of guys and um, and Theo, but I wasn't massively aware of the show uh i'd seen bits and bobs but i had an email um go to my agency to my management um you know asking me if i'd like to do a an interview for 
for a role in the first ever Challenge UK. And I was like, this sounds exactly like a TV show I want to do. You know, it's, it is reality TV. I do reality TV already. Um, but it's far more than that. It's, it's an opportunity to, for me, it was an opportunity to push myself like out of my comfort zone. And it was exactly what I needed at the time. And it was the perfect thing to do. Um, and yeah, I did the casting and then, yeah, got the, got the gig. Went out to, to Buenos Aires, which was amazing. It was a really great thing to happen. Like, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to take part in it. So it's an amazing show. I've filmed quite a few TV shows before, but, and in, in the UK particularly, I'm not sure what it's like in the US, but in the UK, like, I feel like, and it frustrates me because my background is, you know, adventure, outdoors, kind of military background. Um, and I feel like in the UK, when you're on TV, they really wrap you in cotton wool, try and protect you from the world and, you know, health and safety, X, Y, and Z. But this one, they're like, no, you guys crack on, do your thing. Like, <laughs> just get on with it. I was like, amazing. This is great. I get to do all these awesome challenges and all this amazing physical stuff and, yeah. you know, meet great people and push myself and wrestle and do all the rest of it. It was great. It was amazing. Really cool TV show. Yeah. Did you know how short the UK show was going to be before you came on? Because I, I did really enjoy that season. My only issue with it was just it was too short. It wasn't like five episodes. Yeah, it was only five. So, I mean, it's, I think it was like a three-week filming block, all in all, um, okay. which I felt was a shame, to be honest, because uh, there was a big difference in my eyes between the UK one and the World Championship in terms of mm-hmm. the production behind it as well. Uh, and, you know, a lot of the production in the UK one were like, you guys got to get ready for the US one because it's going to be very different. Um, and I was like, I kind of almost wanted it to be longer and more rigorous and kind of push us a little bit more. I'm don't get me wrong, it was tough, but... The, the, the world championship was a whole different kettle of fish and i was very grateful for having that opportunity to, to go on and do that one because um yeah i wanted more from the uk one i wanted it to be longer i wanted to be more apps um and i didn't realize how quick everything would happen you know you almost don't have time to really lean into those um those alliances and the relationships and really you know get your head around the game because we'd all come into this as complete newbies you know, no one no one had done it before um so we were learning very quickly but didn't really have time to implement that which is what i would have liked to have changed so what were the biggest yeah. differences um between the challenge uk and the challenge uh world championship you said that um they were completely different animals like what were the what were the biggest uh, i think it was just scale like the the us the world championship was just everything was bigger the production value behind it like you know obviously the budget was clearly more as well some of the stunt video on there were amazing um it just felt like it was a condensed version of the the current format which you know it worked for the uk audience and you know i think obviously it was a the first time so they wanted to test the water and that kind of stuff um but it just playing against the the legends as well was great because you know i could then see how the game has been played and how these guys have absolutely crushed it for years and to go against the best that's that's kind of what i was excited about um so you had the wisdom from all these guys who've done it for years you had increased kind of scale and production value and then longer, and, and the challenges are definitely kind of more rigorous and, and a lot more um, physical as well. So did you know? Yeah. Go ahead, Rob. Yeah, so it's funny you mentioned that just because the set you guys played on for the UK season, basically all that was just borrowed from Ride or Dies and the Australian season. So did you guys realize yeah. you were kind of getting hand-me-down missions to houses from those seasons? Well, I, the only time I realized it had been filled there, because they didn't let us know that before. Um, we found someone's water bottle under one of the sofas, uh, one of the <laughs> Australians called Johnny. I was like, is there another cast member coming in? Were you about to get sabotaged? And then we kind of put it all together and they're like, yeah, well, we we filmed the previous ones here. Um, and obviously in hindsight, I'd like to call them up and ask, ask how they took on some of the challenges. But um, yeah, I, was, I wasn't made aware of that prior to going out there, that they filmed it in the same location. So did you know 
about any of the legends coming in? Did you know who they were? Did you know anything about them? Um, Obviously, after after the UK one, we went away and did our homework. We we're like, okay, this is a this is amazing. This is a great game. Let's 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 do some history lessons here. Um, and obviously, you know, we watch all the full brawl highlights and the pole wrestles, and you want to look, you want to know what all the elimination possible eliminations are that you're going into because a massive part of that game, and that's why the legends are so good at it, is they know how to. There's there's a, there's a there's a skill behind it, right? There's you know you can kind of learn how to best take on the eliminations predominantly. Um, and then what the challenges might be expected. And there's always like a, a hack or an Easter egg that you can kind of get out of it. And, and those guys definitely had the knowledge to do that. So we did the homework and then obviously you come across the likes of Bananas and Jordans and Wester's and Corey's and, and those kind of guys. And I was really hoping that they'd all be out there because, you know, we wanted to pit ourselves against the best. And, you know, as, as Team UK, you know, we did back ourselves. Um, and we were like, I, we do feel confident, you know, as guys who have, not really done this before but physically i think we've, we've got it and we'd love to learn from them and see see how well you do so yeah it was it was more like a an exciting challenge rather than intimidating to be going against those guys were there which one of the cast members i guess surprised you the most right like you after you like kind of went home and like did your homework like you said about learning about the show and like seeing the people that would be on the show were there any, was there anyone that was on the show that was different than what you thought they would be like um, I think it's really obviously, you know, it's hard not to judge a book by its cover. Um, I think that, I mean, so many big names in there. Some of them are amazing, like some of the ladies like Naya and Jody, like super, like really nice and accommodating and warm people. Even some of the guys like Jordan was an absolute legend. I've got to say, I really got on with him. Um, Wes was was great, like smart, like interesting guys to have a conversation with. And I think as much as there's this bravado and it's a competition and stuff, at the end of the day, they're all actually really nice people and they're there to compete and they're there to win, um, but they don't do it in a way that's kind of aggressive or or kind of belittles you. Um, and I think they, to be honest, I think they did, they were surprised by us in the sense that we came there to play a game and we turned up and we got the job done and we didn't just follow, you know, the format that those guys had written because I think there's an expectation or, or in the past and other challenges, there's been, you know, the rookies, if you like, are often the first ones to get booted off. But this was a different level because all of the legends were paired with a with a an MVP or or a chat or a, or a UK winner or whatever country they came from. So they didn't really have the option of just booting off the rookies first because we were all, we were tied to legends. So I think we played the game how we wanted to play it and not what they expected us to. And I think they respected us for that. And then a lot of the guys were very complimentary in kind of how we've come into this and kind of get our head around it and and worked hard and and you know give them a run for their money. I think pulling off the bananas elimination as well was was kind of homage to what the what the youngsters could do. So that was that yeah. was exciting to be part of. Yeah, my one thing with the show is I got kind of mad they didn't hype you guys up enough with that. I mean, I, I would assume you and Kellyanne talked about it, but she had probably been waiting to do that for like fifteen years, right? I think yeah, there was definitely <laughs> some redemption in there. <laughs> I didn't know, and obviously you know, like partner with Kellyanne, like I, she she's been doing this for years. Like she's a real firecracker. Yeah. Like you know, don't get me wrong, we had our our personality clashes. Um, I think we're very different people, but I was very grateful to to be partnered with her, despite the fact that, you know, I was the last loser. I lost the qualifying round, which was an absolute nightmare. But I thought, you know, it has worked out well. And as much as we um, we clashed and sometimes I felt she could have been a bit more kind of intrinsic with her thoughts and, and not started so many fires. Like, it was great to play the game with her. And I, I really appreciated every minute with her. So did yeah, she... what happened with... Hold on, um, let me ask this. Sorry. So, did, how much, yeah, how, much of a, how much of a background did she give you about like her history with Johnny and like everything that's like happened with her in the past? Like, did she? Oh, I didn't realize. 
I didn't realize how how deep that ran. Okay. Um, yeah. So you know, they, I still don't really know how deep it runs to be honest. It was definitely uh, she was definitely very excited to get rid of him. I was have, definitely on board with that. Have you heard of the island? Uh, <laughs> what happened on the island? It's a long story. Uh, it's this we, show. we may not be allowed on the air if we talk about it too much. <laughs> it's this. I'm it's not this show. Right now. They, it's this season that they had. I think it was in like 2007, maybe. So this was like 16 years ago, and this was Kellyanne's first season on the show, and Johnny was on the show, and they. It was their idea that they kind of wanted to like copy Survivor a little bit, and so they put everyone on the season on this like deserted island, like limited their food and pretty much everyone wanted to kill each other. And, and Johnny and Kellyanne were just like at each other's throats for like the entire time, like throughout yeah. the entire course of the season. Um, and so I was curious if that came up at all. Uh, Do you know what, it, it wasn't like the main, I mean, she was definitely like, I could see there was history there, but what I will say is I think as much as that might've been, you know, a, a history, I feel like they were both quite respectful in the sense that they wanted to take each other's game, but they weren't going to like drag names to the dirt or it didn't get yeah. personal when the cameras went rolling, that kind of stuff. So they were both like professional, but obviously still wanting to send the other one home. And uh, they, they both got the kind of personality where they say what they think. And I think that yeah. is a superpower in a sense. Like there's no gray area with either of those, those two. Like, you know, it's black and white. You get what you give. Um, and I felt like that's probably why they, they have quite a lot of conflict. Um, but I respect them both for it, to be honest. I'm here yeah. for it. Yeah, when you guys made that move against Bananas and Justine, I saw a couple people online asking why you didn't target Tori and Danny instead. And my theory was that you just felt like Casey would be more willing to vote for Bananas and Justine than she would for Tori. Was that your guys thinking or was there more going on there than just that? Um, our thinking was, so there was a, not, there was a, a time where Kellyanne and Tori were kind of like toying with the idea of, of, of us kind of okay. working a little bit together. So it wasn't a bridge we wanted to massively burn. I think the only safe option for us was uh, to go for Justin and Bananas because Team UK, Kaz and Theo obviously had a bit of a connection there. So that vote wouldn't, wouldn't have gone our way. Um, some of the other guys were keen on protecting Tori and Danny in the hopes that they would work with us later on. Um, and we wouldn't have got the vote the vote from Ben if it had been Tori and Danny at that point. Um, and then, it, yeah, it kind of just, we wanted to get two big players in there. And Bananas was, was the first one, sadly, who <laughs> had to go because it, it all made sense when we were on the ground. Like the numbers worked out. Um, he'd, he'd been playing quite a, a subtle game up until that point as well. He'd been keeping quite to himself a little bit. Um, hadn't really engaged with us in terms of, of, of working together. Other people had approached us. We'd had a bit of kind of flirting around the idea of working together and, and he hadn't. So I think his lack of wanting to engage with us was the reason he got put in. It's funny you mentioned that so many people wanted to work with Tori and Danny because so much of the season has been centered around them just feuding constantly throughout the season. And my theory has been that I actually think that's kind of helped them in a certain way because Tori has all these friends and Danny has all these other friends and there's only like two teams left that are actually willing to vote for them. Did that feel like how it played out in the house or have they just kind of skated by? by yeah, them? no, it was really it was really frustrating to be honest because I felt like they weren't doing justice to the game, like the stalemating and the, you know, just make a decision. And I think it was a classic of, you know, wanting wanting your cake and eating it. Like you cannot protect everyone in the game. The rule is kind of, you've got your one, your two, your three, and that's it really. And that number gets whittled down the further on the game goes. And I didn't really understand Danny's thought process behind it. Um, 
when you are partnering with someone with Corey who has very strong existing connections in different teams as well, you would lead into that surely. And it, yeah. it didn't make sense to his for his game to do what he was doing. So it, it was a really frustrating thing. And you know, those those nominations took hours, mate. Like <laughs> as much as it, it plays out for like five minutes on TV, we were sitting at that table for like an hour and a half at one point. I was like, guys, make a damn decision. Like, you know, you you had no problem chucking us in last week, three weeks ago. So it was almost like get on with it. You get, at some point, you're going to have to upset somebody. The, the game is getting to that stage where you cannot protect everybody. You know that's part of the game. Make the choice and get on with it. Yeah, um, this this week seemed really frustrating just because Danny and Tori's vote essentially didn't matter, right? They yeah. burned a vote. They burned and, it themselves. Yeah. yeah, and the person who Danny wanted to go in still went in regardless, right? It, it, it just didn't matter. Um and we've gotten a number of confessionals about how Danny wants to try and like take away Tori's numbers. But at this point in time, it seems like from the viewer's perspective, the only relationship that Danny really has left is Sarah, right? That That's his biggest alliance yeah. member. Beyond that, like it, I don't, he should want all of Tori's relationships in the house to continue to help them. It, it's just kind of confusing. Yeah, it was confusing. And also, you remember like Tori has history with these guys. Like, you know, Jordan, obviously that was a, a to be honest, would I protect my ex-fiance? I'm not sure. Um, but fair play to them. Don't want to do that. Cool. Um, but like, you'd, you'd lean into the sense that she has numbers who are going to protect her and they know the game. And I felt like Danny's connection to Sarah was, it was irrelevant. Like, they've done one season of the Challenge US together. Uh, they both were on Survivor. I'm not sure if they were on together, but it, I just, it, I felt like it was a poor decision from him. And, you know, it, it didn't really make sense to me. Uh, and I think he was... I think he was just a little bit kind of he wanted he wanted to play his way, but he but he wasn't receptive to maybe his way not being the right way, um, and that obviously caused a lot of frustration frustration with Tory. And I think if they went back in time, I don't think either of them would have chosen each other again. I think that's pretty abundantly clear. Yeah, it's funny because I think it's been like they they were engaged and like he he met these people a week ago. Like there's just such a difference in <laughs> yeah. gravity of relationships there. Um, Literally, do you think I don't want this major game easier? Just that you kind of came with like I know the people from the Challenge UK, but that's kind of it, and I'll just ride with what Kellyanne wants mostly. Yeah, I think it's I you know I had people I wanted to work with. I think I was very much mm -hmm. like I'm gonna stand off, see see what's going on where, and I knew at some point, you know, and I always think it's you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket from day one because I think you make too many promises in the challenge, you're going to let someone down, right? And then you're going to get pissed off and then you're going to have a target on your back. Um, so for me, it was like, I know at some point this, this, these, element, uh, these alliances are all going to start to break down and there are going to be loose players. And in my mind, it's about reacting. You can't go in, you can't have the same plan on day one as you're going to have on day 20 because you won't have the same people there. The relationships won't be the same and things will have to change. And I think... It was a classic example of those guys making too many promises to people they couldn't protect and that bites them in the arse in the end. So I think it was a better strategy to kind of go in more open-ended and react rather than go in one-dimensional and feel like you have to protect the same people throughout the whole competition because the cards are going to fall different every single day. You know, there's so many variables, there's so many different things that happen. And if you're committed to, to one cause and you can't react, then it's not going to work out for you. We saw that you kind of had to rein in Kellyanne at certain points in time when she got like a little hot-headed. Uh, <laughs> and so I wouldn't say that we've seen any like major disagreement between the two of you on the show. Were mm. there any big disagreements the two of you had about you wanting to do something different than what Kellyanne wanted to do? Or were you kind of of the mindset that you kind of needed to like be the the peacemaker in the relationship? You needed to be the level-headed one. I think that that kind of 
those uh, those roles were established very early on. I think there was a there was a scene <laughs> in like episode one or two where you know Tori's in the room and she's suggesting we vote in Team USA. But I was like, and bearing in mind, we're quite similar personalities in the sense that if I'm pissed off, you're going to know about it. And I was like, right, okay, Tristan, this is a time to grow a little bit. You're going to have to take yeah. a different role to what you normally do now. That's cool. That's fine. Um, so I kind of had to try and balance out her over honesty sometimes uh, and just be like, you know, and it's frustrating because week on week on week we were getting voted in we were getting targeted you know it was the easy option i was just like can we just chill out a little bit here now i know you're frustrated and i know you're having a tough time and particularly with the jane and grant stuff i was like it's emotional thinking versus rational thinking i was like let's compartmentalize that emotion and you know store that for later on but there's a game to be played here and i feel like sometimes you don't want to show all your cards early on because you, if you make it abundantly clear that you're pissed off with people and you're you're vocalizing it it's an easy option to vote us in again. I think that was the reason we kept getting stuck in week on week. Um, so I did have to try and like steer her in a slightly different direction. And we did have a few conversations which were very frustrating. Not all of them were caught on camera. Um, but, you know, I just felt like she was pulling me in a direction of we're getting targeted. I was like, you've got to stop now because <laughs> we need to re- we need to reassess, reevaluate where we are in this game and try and come up with a better strategy because this one isn't working and we're just pissing everyone off. So... You know, it was it was a, it was a learning curve for me, and I think it was a learning curve for her. And I think she realised later on down the line, um, you know, the kind of the importance of us communicating. And and sometimes she would go off and do her own thing, and I'd have to react to it. And I ended up trying to communicate with other people and then bring her into it rather than letting her just go and do all the work. Yeah, so I one, think you know, that she's a legend for a reason. So you've got respect. I respect her massively, but I think sometimes the fiery attitude isn't the best one in the house. It's much the next yeah. These co-ed pairs seasons because the challenges are trying a bunch of different formats over the years but these seasons have always been my favorite just because it feels like in addition to the competition going on you've also 90 day fiance a bunch of married couples into this thing with how the game ends up looking are you kind of constantly thinking about what your partner is doing while you're in the house or are you ever able to just zone out and not worry about it that much um i was constantly thinking what's going on here <laughs> i was like ah like, oh, what's going on here because you know the one conversation can change everything. And I felt like we definitely yeah. got better at it and we learned to communicate more. And there's there was a, a bit of a lull where we weren't communicating but communicating very well. And you know, she'd go off and make promises to other people and I would go off and have conversations with other people and then we'd come back together and she'd say, Oh, hold on a minute. I've, I've said this to Tori or I I've gone and said this to Troy. So I think having that that was one thing I think we grew into as a pair. But at the beginning, mm-hmm. it was something we definitely, you know, we weren't on the same page with. And I think some of the other partnerships, um, I mean, Amber and Troy constantly on the same page. You know, those kind of guys, Kaz and Jordan, always on the same page. Kiki and Durrell. That strength in in kind of you have you're both on the same page. And you're both saying exactly the same thing, so people can't question you or, or start to think that you're full of shit is really important. And I think that's something that I would have changed with her, and we we should have communicated more and worked together as a team. But it's definitely something we get better at. I think the Bananas Justine elimination is where that kind of comes together. And we start working together and, and we had trust in each other. It's also really hard to trust someone in the game who you don't really know. You're getting to know them as, you know, there's a lot of money up on, up on the line here. Um, so you want to kind of, you want to trust them, but at the same time, you also back yourself. We're all very competitive people. And, and Kalian and I are definitely people who I think stand better on their own. Um, that, was, that was a learning curve for me. It was an interesting one. So uh, which of the legend women beyond Kalian do you think you would want to be paired with uh, if you could do it over again? I think I would want to be paired with maybe Tori, you know. Mm-hmm. I think we're quite similar people. Um, 
I think we'd probably have quite a similar strategy as well. Uh, so yeah, maybe Tory or Jody. Very like kind of calm, collected, maternal instincts kicking in hard. Like she, she knows what she's doing. She backs herself. So yeah, but, but then I mean, all of them to be fair. Like when you've got a, a house full of such powerful players, you know, any one of them would have been amazing. Casey would have been great to be with. You know, she's she's awesome. So who was I was the... happy with Kellyanne in the end. Yeah. Um, so who, from the perspective of the people in the house, w- which pair was perceived as, I guess, the biggest threat in the game? Um, because I think from yeah. a viewer's perspective, we kind of like have an idea of, we think, oh, this team has a good chance to win. They will be competitive. But from the people, from the perspective of the people in the house, kind of who, did anyone have that target on their back of, oh, we're in trouble if they make it to the end. This is a really good team. Or did, it, did everyone yeah, have I that think- perception? I, th- I mean, again, such strong players, it's hard to find a weak partnership. But I think, you know, physically, obviously, Tori and Danny, intimidating players to go up against. Um, Danny is like an incredible athlete. And obviously, Tori, as a woman, is incredibly strong as well. Um, Casey and Troy, when those guys got put together, we knew they'd be dangerous. Um, who else? Yeah, Jordan and Kaz. Obviously, Jordan, you know, Great all-round player. Kaz got a combat sports background. So I've seen her do the Challenge UK, so I knew they were a very strong team. But then we also thought Wes and Zara would go all the way as well. So, you know, I think anything could happen. And, and we were very aware that one challenge could be very different from another person. But the people who would probably be good in a final, I think we all knew who they were in terms of like the guys that I wouldn't want to run a final against. Um, yeah, the Jordans, the Wesses, yeah, Tori and Danny. But everyone's strong again. Like, there was no weak link in that house yeah the the one thing with the challenge is just things can change so quickly right like you, you like west mm-hmm. could have been the best team there and they just have the wrong john a day west size not drink the smoothie and then that's it they're done the smoothies uh, now have nightmares so, about that smoothie for the rest of his life oh yeah i'm sure he's still very much regretting that um yeah. were you guys thinking at any point that the pairs might just be broken up or even go individual because we have seen pair seasons in the past like i don't know if you've watched more the world's one that's a very yeah, British heavy season no, I saw that one. but on that season the pairs blow up about a two-thirds of the way through and everybody's just individual did you think that might happen yeah to be honest we thought you know i think the one thing going in there is that expect the unexpected um mm-hmm. so that was obviously always in the back of people's heads that anything could happen at any time you know that's definitely you're constantly living in that world of uncertainty where you think you've you've got it all sussed out, then anything could happen at any point. So, yeah, that was something we thought. There's a lot of um, speculation around that. Um, but you just got to take it each day by day. You know, in the Challenge UK, obviously, we had the algorithm and the partners have swapped its time. So we went in with the expectation that perhaps we would change partners. Uh, and then up until this point, nothing has happened. So, you know, you never know. Yeah. No, it's definitely been interesting to see how the seasons develop compared to some of the other seasons they've done in the recent past. So you've talked about it. I, I mean, we have this question down to ask you, but I think uh, we already know the answer. W- would you do the show again? I mean, it seems like you would be excited 100%. to go back on. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I loved it. Honestly, it was um, it was everything I wanted and more. Like, I definitely feel like if I went back now, I'd be more prepared, more of an understanding of the game. I think having that understanding of of what could come, how to play certain situations, is is invaluable. So I think if I was to go back now, I'd be in a much stronger position to. To, to do well um, but I loved every minute of being in there you know it's a real shame I got sick um, but I definitely trained the brain a little bit more um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, I would love to come back and do it again yeah 100% that's very cool um, 
Yeah, if you got if you got the opportunity between the two going back in, would you rather do a UK series two or go on like season thirty nine of the flagship show? I'd love to do the flagship show personally. Okay. Yeah, I think that's you know that's that's what that's where the the, the foundation of the channels are from. Like, I'd love to do the biggest, baddest one with the with the le- the legends again. Like, I want to want to push myself. The UK one was great. Had an amazing time, but um, yeah, I'd love to. It was also amazing to like meet all the US players as well and like interact with them. It's just a whole different world, you know. I've met people in that in that series that I never would have met in my life. We've got people from all over the world coming together, um, and I'd love to, to yeah to do it again and, and test myself in that capacity. Definitely. Um, how much on your guard were you when you met those US players initially? Because remember we talked to Troy a little bit ago. Like he was saying that they would play Mafia and games like that. And my thought process would be, I would be the worst Mafia player ever when I'm playing with these guys. I'm not giving them any clues on to what I'm thinking. Uh, is that it what you were thinking when you came in? How good lying people are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was. I was. I was like, okay, oh, I see you now. Um, yeah, I mean, you've almost got to like tread the line between getting to know people but knowing that you can shoot yourself in the foot if you give away too much of your personality so there's that constant kind of Mm -hmm. withhold a little bit of you and what you're about but also you're in an environment that people for such a long time um and you want to get to know people and you want to enjoy yourself and you know you you have a few drinks every now and then as you know we go out to the bars and all that kind of stuff and there is a lot of fun to be had there but there is always that competition element hanging over you. And so you've got to be, and that is one of the most important things about the challenge, I think, is you've got to constantly be on your game. Like there's no second off. When you're asleep, fine, you can relax. But as soon as you wake up, you know, people are judging you, people are assessing you, people are getting to know you, your strengths, your weaknesses. There's always conversations being had about you. Uh, so I think we almost got to kind of understand that and just and just roll with it. Uh, I know a lot of other cast members have said when they get back from a season that they it takes them a little bit to get out of game mode. Like they'll they'll yeah. come back home and they'll they'll think their spouse is plotting something against them because that's just what they're used to for the past couple of weeks. Did you feel that coming back from the show? Or were you able to to divorce things pretty easily? I de- I definitely felt like I had to readjust to normality because I'd done the UK one and then with very small time in between and then straight into the uh, the, the South African World Championship. So yeah, I was it definitely took a while to like adjust and to, to have a bit more faith and to to not do you know what the most the strangest thing was to uh not have my my lights turned on in the morning and and not have a camera in my face for every second of the day <laughs> my mic they turn on the lights for you guys can i speak freely <laughs> yeah yeah the lights come up automatically it's like you're in jail yeah, time of day. yeah I know, it is, and i'm very i'm the kind of person switch. who's very like i you know i like my own space i'm an outdoors kind of guy like you know that's very important for me so one of the hardest things for me was to be in that kind of crazy socializing environment for so long and to not be able to like breathe and have like a moment to yourself because you don't have any time to yourself like if there's not a camera in your face you're mic'd up there's mics in the ceiling there's mics built into that uh, camera's built into the into the ceiling as well so you're 24 hours in it and so yeah that was a that was a, a strange thing to get my head around when i got back to the uk Still what um are you like interacting with the production people in the house really or not at all that to me that's the uh, biggest part of the house just there's people with just cameras walking around and you're not allowed to like talk to them yeah you don't i mean kind of when you're traveling to and from you know mm-hmm. the, the challenge and stuff i think you know you have a chat with them but i think production kind of as a standpoint they, they stay quite hands-off i think that's something that they want to to do to kind of encourage the game to flow naturally and they don't step in really um uh so it, yeah only after we all finished can we, we get to know production but i mean amazing team like such a such a cool team and obviously in the uh, interviews you know you get to know the producers there but yeah they definitely stay a bit more hands-off 
All right. Well, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate you taking the time to be able to, I guess, let us learn more about the season. Um, is there anything that you wanted to promote? Anything that you wanted to, I guess, make sure that we that we didn't ask you that you want to talk about? Um, again, we really appreciate you coming on. I think that I think that's that's pretty pretty good for me, guys. Just uh, I want to have this this interview again after I I win the the flagship show. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Well, we will make sure to have you on. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. No, it's been a pleasure, guys. Um, great to talk about the challenge. An amazing show, and and like I understand why everyone loves it. Like it's it's been a really cool thing to be involved with. So I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful for chatting to you guys. All right, thanks for coming on, Tristan, and we'll talk to Cheers. everyone soon. Bye.